good morning, good afternoon. Um, I just want to give honor to God first and foremost um, for his mercy and for his grace in Jesus Christ, my Savior. I also want to give thanks um, to Christ Church Vanguard uh, for this opportunity uh, to share the word of God with you, with you all this, uh, this morning. And I'd like to give a special thanks to my wife um, and my mother-in-law and my sons for, for their attending this morning for this service um, for this Lord's Day. And I'm going to try not to be before you long. So, the, so today's uh, title of mess, the message that I have today was titled, Is Christ Your Savior? Is Christ Your Savior? And the other thought that came to my mind as I was uh, trying to study this and unpack this at the last moment was, why do you need a savior? And I'm going to try to hopefully that we can try to answer some of these questions. And as the scriptures was read, um, starting back in the, the beginning of Genesis chapter three, we see that the problem came with Adam. And what happened is that God specifically gave Adam a command and told Adam, he said, this is the command that I give you of every tree in the garden. You can eat everything, everything you can eat. But there was one Pacific tree that the Lord gave Adam a Pacific command and said that the day that you eat from that tree, you will surely die. And that was the consequences of, of Adam's sin. Now understand that. Adam, because he didn't have that foreknowledge that God has, that he could not see from the, the very end of the consequences from his sin by disobeying God. And because Adam did that, sin fell on the whole human race. So that is the answer to the first question of where it said why we need a savior. We need a savior because of what Adam did in disobeying God. And sin came into the world upon us all. And God commanded him and said, don't eat. And then he says here, he says that you will surely God, you will surely die. And that death is both a natural and a spiritual separation from God. And when Adam did not listen to God and his disobedience, it, his disobedience fell on all humankind. And therefore, Adam's sin has been passed down to us all. And to this point, it says that people are separated from God. And this is why we need a savior. And this is why Jesus Christ had to come. And as we look and reflect in our minds about the story in Genesis, where he said that, uh, let me just turn to that because my, my mind is slow down here going all over a little bit. Um, where God said to him, he said that it says, because you have, well, you're talking to the straight that because you have done this to the serpent, he said that you of all cattle more than every beast of the field and on your belly, you will go in the dust that you will eat and all the days of your life. And now here, here's the redemptive part about the savior in verse uh, 14. I mean, 15, where he says, I will put intimacy between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This is the first um, prophetic 
statement about a savior back in Genesis. And why is that? Because of what Adam did. So God fixed that problem of Adam's rebellion with the promise of the coming Messiah, as we read in Genesis chapter 3, verses 15. And that is the first acknowledgement of the promise of the Savior to come. Now, the other thing that I was, as I was thinking and trying to, you know, just go through this is how Jesus Christ is the Savior and that man, we are the sinner. So Christ came to save the sinner. The sinner does not seek after Christ. It was Christ who came, right? Because we see there in Genesis is Christ was the promised Messiah. Christ was the promised savior to defeat the very foe of, of sin and Satan and all, and all his, his minions. It was Christ that came to do this, right? And that was by the grace of God. And, and another thing I was thinking is that Christ is the only solution for the problems that we have in our world. Christ is the solution. Why? Because when, when you put your trust and your faith in Christ and, and what he has done, when you come to him through repentance and belief and knowing that your sins are forgiven, knowing that all your, your wicked deeds and all those things are hid behind a cross, he is the only solution for the problems that the world faces. And he also takes away the condemnation. And see, the Bible teaches us here, it says, now God is now requiring to all men to, to, to repent and to turn to Christ for salvation. Therefore, the solution is Christ is the only solution for our world. You know, um, now for Christ to be your savior, you must believe. You must believe that there is one true God. I mean, this is, this is non-negotiable. You, you, you have to believe that Jesus Christ, that he is the one true God. You know, a track that I, that I, I, I used all the mark many years ago showed me that one with two question marks where it explains who is Christ. Christ is the infinite God man. So therefore you have to believe that Jesus Christ he is God in the flesh, and he is, in fact, our savior. You have to believe that. And there is but only one true God, and that is Jesus Christ. Now, why is this important? Now, if you will not believe in Jesus, the word of God says that you, that if you will not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will die in your sins. And that's what he says. So that's why you have to, you have to believe now, you know, the belief isn't just something that you just like you open up a magazine and you just look at it and you read it and you say, Hey, you know, yeah, I, I believe this story. No, you, it's, it's a belief in your heart. You have to believe it within your heart with every ounce of your being that Jesus Christ is in fact, the son of God, that Jesus Christ is in fact, the God man in the flesh. And therefore. He says that if you will not believe this, that you, you will be separated from God 
and you will spend all eternity as separated from him in the lake of fire. But the Bible says that he that believe is not condemned already, but he who believes in the name of the only begotten son of God, Jesus Christ, the righteous is free, right? Because you have that faith and belief in Christ and what he did and what did he do? Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose again and he is now in heaven. Christ is our only hope. Christ is our only savior. And there is only one savior and that is Jesus Christ. And the question I ask is, are you saved? Are you saved? And if you, um, if you know why that you need Christ as your savior, it says in Romans 23, it says all have sinned. No one is righteous in the sight of God. We have all sinned and fall short of God's glory. And do you know where it says now that God has commanded men to repent and to believe on Jesus Christ as your savior? Have you? Have you believed on Jesus Christ as your savior? You know, the Bible teaches us that when a person says that they believe in Christ and a person says that they are Christian, the Bible teaches us that those people who profess Christ have a continuing walk with Christ. It's not just a, just a one day that you, 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 you come to, to worship and, and the conviction power of God falls upon you. And, and then you, you, you're filled with this joy and then you fall off. And your, your lack of Bible reading, your, your lack of sharing of the gospel, your, your lack of, of walking and discipling or the desire to disciple other people, it just falls off. And, and we get caught back up in to the world system of everything, all the distractions that the world offers us. And you all know many of them. Our cell phones. Talking to my sons this morning. The Xbox, John Madden, racing card games, Call of Duty, Warfare, right? All these things that, that pulls for our attention. Now, it's not that those things are, are in themselves bad, but the thing is, it, it buys for the Christian who says that I, that I am in Christ, that I'm a follower of Christ. Now, you have a choice. Do I spend an hour or two hours devoted to playing these games, or will I spend an hour or two hours in the word of God or reading of a, of a book? Like I, I gave Elder Mark a, a, a apologetic book. Am I going to spend time reading and sharpening the, you know, the words that God has given us. And here again, you have to think about that. When you go away from today, think about that. Am I truly, truly spending my time, you know, devoted to the things of God, or am I doing more devoting myself to the things of this world? And I was talking about continuing that a person that says that they are in Christ and that Christ is your savior, that you're going to continue. You're going to continue in this faith and you're going to what you're going to continue believing on Jesus. 
right? And the question is, are you continuing to entrust your life to Jesus? There is no other work that you can do. And this is why God commands you to repent and to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for your sins, which will keep you separated from the Holy God. You have to repent. And you have to repent. And it says here that you have to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And all you sinners, he says, and you will have the free gift of eternal life. And that life is in Christ Jesus. Now to the saved sinner, it says that their sins who are, it says that to the saved sinner, I said that they, their sins are forgiven by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the, what does the Bible say about faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and is the evidence of things not seen. But as I studied one of these tracks that Elder Mark gave me years ago, faith is not just a head knowledge. Faith is not just something that you have up here. You know, faith is trusting in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. And that's the saved sinner, right? Now it says, who are, it says, who, I said, who is not saved that he will bear his sins when you die, right? And it says, so the person to the sinner, you're going to have to bear the responsibility for your sins when you die. And that's the difference between, between the two. And it says, that's why you need a savior, right? Because you can't save yourself. You can't. The only one that can save you is the Lord Jesus Christ. And here again, will you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for your sins? Will you place everything, everything on him? You know, it's the, 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 the desire to be a perfectionist, the, the, you know, your depression, your anxiety, your anger, your, your drug addiction. No, I mean, just your, your criminality, you know, would you put that aside and trust in Jesus? Because if you die in this state, you will bear your own sins when you die and you will stand before God on judgment day. And he's going to judge you according to his commandments. And he's going to judge you according to the righteousness of Christ. And he's going to judge you according to the holiness of Christ. And he's telling you, if you have not the holiness of Christ and the righteousness of Christ, then you're going to bear the responsibility for your own sins. You know, people, God don't want this. He don't want you to die in your sins. He don't want you to perish in your sins. He wants you to come to him in faith and repentance and believing on Jesus Christ while you have a chance, you know, while you're living and breathing today, he says is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, not putting it off. I'll do it next week. You know, I'll make this call next week. I'm talking to my son and found out that guess what? One of his friends committed suicide. And, and my thought is Lord, did he really know you? And my thought for my son is, what are you going to do as far as your walk with God? Because yes, depression is real. Yes, anxiety is real. Right? And these things are killing people. Now, here is what I asked my son. Who do you think encouraged this kid to be depressed? Do you think God made him depressed? Where did depression come from? It comes from Satan. It comes from the enemy. It comes from his minions. 
This is the importance of why a person needs a savior. Right? Because here, here's another thing that I, I've been all week, I've been reading this book by Jonathan Kahn, and it's, it's,、um, it's a book, and it's about the return of the gods. And if, <clears throat> you know, a lot of us talk about mythology, and,、um, and can you get that,、um, that thing, juice for me, that water? Um, a lot of us、um, in our high schools and reading different books have studied、uh, mythology or learned about mythology. But the truth of the matter is, the return of the gods is nothing about you know, mythology, so to speak, but the return of demonic forces that were kicked out when Christ came in. And where all throughout civilization, where the gospel is constantly being preached and put out. And then the Bible teaches us about the spiritual realm where it says that when, when, when Christ comes in and the person is accepting God, and if they then turn their back, then, it, then those spirits, evil demonic spirit, goes out and gets seven more that's stronger than the first one, then comes and says, wait a minute, we're coming back to the house because they find that the house, what? That is empty. And that's an example of people that's turned away. And why did I get off on that? It is thinking about the depression factor of this young man. Who was it that impressed upon his mind to take his life? Was it God or was it Satan? And I just pray for my son as he continues the process and picking up his word. And, and my encouragement, exhortation to him is continue to cling to God as your Savior. Because he is your only hope. He, he truly will take away the fear. How do I know? Because he took away my fear. I know God will take. If, if you truly come to God in faith and repentance and put it to God, he will take away the fear. He will take away the anxiety. He will take away the depression. He did it for me. You know, just a sidebar, my profession it is I'm a professional driver, they say. Eh,、hey, truck driver. You know what I mean? And not everybody can do that. Truck driving is hard. But my point to this illustration is this I was trapped in fear. I was afraid to do my job. I was afraid to hold the steering wheel. I was afraid to be, I was just afraid of everything. I was afraid to walk out in the parking lot in the middle of the night. I was afraid to, to go underneath the truck to do my inspection. I was afraid of my own shadow while I was out there. My wife didn't know some of this. She probably had an idea because I was always trying to come home because I was afraid to stay away from my wife. Why? Why? Why was that? Because I was trapped with fear. Satan had me bound in fear, so much so that I was afraid to be away from my wife. I was so afraid to drive the truck. I had so many times holding on to the steering wheel, scared, fear. But what I'm saying to you people, God graciously showed me that part of my heart that I didn't surrender to Him, that Tony was still afraid. How He did it, when He did it, I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe it was during a, an evangelism event. With, um, with Dr. Henry Carmendom, who uh, we uh, went to、uh, the Chapel Boardwalk in,、um, in, in Wildwood, New Jersey. And this is what I recall that I, I went to Dr. K and I said, 
said, Dr. K, I said, uh, I have a cobra's heart. I said, that cobra is still in my heart. <laughs> and, and, and some of you might not know Dr. K, but he's a big, tall guy. He's taller than me. Um, and, I mean, I love that man to death. And he has a, has a track that he made, Three Problems, Three Solutions. But we could talk about that some other time. But the point of this story is that he said, okay, Tony, we're going to talk about that cobra. And when we pray, and I made the confession before God, and by his grace, though, because first of all, I have to acknowledge that it was God who showed me in the heart that I still had that cobra. I still was trapped in fear. But when God took away that cobra, heart of mine, and he took away also the fear. And to this day, it's by his grace and him only that I stand before you today with no fear. And it's not that I would be foolish and say, I'm going to, well, you're not faithful, right? So just go up to the top of the roof and just throw yourself down. No, that's being foolish. But the type of fear that I'm saying that he took away was a sinful fear because God does tell us, be not afraid. Matter of fact, I think he even commanded Joshua, be of good cheer, be encouraged. Do not fear, fear not. He commands that, but yet I walked. In the disobedience because I was so afraid. But to this day, I'm not because of what God did. I can drive the truck. I have driven the truck. I've driven 18 speeds. I've driven all over since then. But, but God, I prayed. I said, Lord, I think I want to be home closer so I can do things to the ministry. You know, these are my, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. And, and I miss coming up in, in Pennsylvania to do stuff with them. But since then, you know, my wife encouraged me. Said she saw some guy with a tall sign. Man, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I want to go share the gospel. I want to be there and support whoever's, whoever's sharing, whoever's, you know, passing out tracks, whoever's praying with people. So this is what I'm, I'm saying to you all. For those of you who say that you're in Christ, where is your desire to follow, to continue to following Christ? Where is that? Where is that desire? And if you, if you're not doing it, then why, why aren't you doing it? What would haven't you brought before the Lord with confession to him? Where have you, what, what's inside of your heart that you haven't asked God to reveal that, that he can come in through who? Through the power of the Holy Spirit and do what? Cleanse you and expose your weaknesses that's within you, that's stopping you from what? Sharing of the good news. Who is the Savior, Jesus Christ, the righteous? You know, a lot of us meet people every day, all day. How many of them you truly, truly, truly ask, how are you? Not on a small level, but really, sister, how are you? And let them tell you how they are. And then you're praying, asking the Lord to what? That you, what might pray with them, share the gospel with them, pull a track out of your pocket and give. You know, I mean, times, the days are evil. People, and if you truly say that you love someone, the greatest love that you can give to someone is giving them the true Savior, who is Jesus Christ, and sharing of the good news of the gospel. Because people in our world, in our societies are dying quicker and quicker. And guess what? They're waking up, half of them, more than them, in hell's fire.
because we, the ones that say that we have Christ, we have Christ, we're still trapped in our fears and we're afraid to give them the truth. Why? Maybe it's because there's something inside of you that you haven't given to God. So therefore you can't give it away because you're stuck in your own stuff. It's time that we look for the true savior. And he is the one that will empower you. He is the one that will strengthen you. He is the one that will give you the words to give to the people because they need to hear it now, not next week, but now because the days are evil. And listen, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. And I don't know how much longer my wife and Elder Mark's going to be here because Jesus is soon to come back. Some people be, believe, I believe we're in it and the days are evil and the judgment is, guess what? It's, it's here. It's right in front of us. You know, I, I grew up in Philadelphia and, I, and it breaks my heart and I, and I do have a strong desire, but I can't go down Kensington by myself. Right. I think it takes a team of warriors. Right. I have a hat that says God's soldiers. We need a team of soldiers to go to the enemy's camp, infiltrate the enemy's camp and camp up there. But my prayer is for others to come alongside with that same mission. Because God didn't call us to be solo dolos, right? He sent them out two by two. They had a team. So that's a prayer that I want all of you to pray. Pray for the one that's next to you. God, I need to reach them with the gospel. But first, you yourself have to look within your heart and ask God to reveal what's inside of you and that you might confess and give it to him. And, you know, I'm just going to close with that. And my prayer is that that you all will be blessed with this. And just knowing that. Just two takeaways from this, please. Why you need a savior. Think about that this week. And also think about, is Jesus Christ your savior? And, and really, my brothers and sisters, I encourage you for the scriptures that we have, um, where we read John, um, John 1, 1 through 12, Acts 4 through 12, Romans 3, 23, Matthew 1, 23, Hebrews 9, 21. And go back also to Isaiah 43, because in Isaiah 43, we talk about Christ, our savior and Isaiah 44, it talks about Christ, our redeemer. So those alone, I mean, knock out any argument that Jesus Christ isn't God. Okay. So be encouraged, go in peace, grace and peace.